Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. If you think only girls are dying to be thin, think again. I'm so afraid of what food will do to my body. I did 1,500 sit-ups and 400 push-ups. If I had my way, I would have zero body fat on me. What do you think about the picture on the left here? That's actually kind of hard to look at. Body-obsessed boys. I can't stop. This is going to be a changing day in your life. I know things are tough out there, but we can do this. Here we go. I want you to get excited about your life. Four, three. Let's do it. Go, Dr. Phil. find today really interesting. We all know that we're inundated with unrealistic body images. Every, every day, magazines, television, movies, billboards, everywhere you look, there are all these perfect people. So it shouldn't shock anyone that an estimated 10 million Americans are affected by eating disorders. One million of those are men, the majority under the age of 25. So this isn't just a girl problem, as most of the public still perceives it to be. Today we're talking about boys so body obsessed that they're putting their own lives at risk. Now my first guest, Eric, is now 15. He was always a normal weight for a kid his age, but then he became obsessed with working out. Eric was diagnosed with an eating disorder at the age of 12. His obsession continued until he was hospitalized this past summer with a dangerously low heart rate. When I look in the mirror, I want to be ripped. I want to see a six-pack. I want to have big arms. If I had my way, I would have zero body fat on me and just be all muscle. I'm so afraid of what food will do to my body. There was one time where I ate a normal piece of cheese by accident, and after I looked at the package, I really, really, really started to freak out. So I immediately got on the treadmill and I ran three miles. I thought that wasn't even enough, so I ran another two after that. I almost feel like I'm not a teenager just because all my friends are out partying, but I'm sitting at home worrying about what my next meal's gonna be. Well, his worries began with what seemed like a typical teen hobby, a boy wanting to build some muscle. Eric says he idealized his father, Ken, who is an avid weightlifter. My obsession with being muscular started with my dad. He was always working out. He always had fitness magazines around. Eric especially wanted to work out. He would come down here and work out with me and, and really enjoyed it. He started exercising just 
unbelievable amounts. He said once he got started on this that this became an addiction and he couldn't stop himself. He lost so much weight and I was amazed at just absolutely no body fat. But you can see every vein in the kid. Basically he's told that he cannot come down and use the weight equipment. And the doctors told him he can't touch it. Well, Eric's dad never imagined that working out with his son would lead to an eating disorder. Ken says he and his wife, Becky, are at their wits' end. My middle son, Eric, and he's 15. He's diagnosed with an eating disorder, anorexia. I can't convince him that he doesn't look heavy. It's very frustrating. He's got a very strong mind, and he just needs to decide that he's not going to do this any longer. Quit cold turkey. <laughs> like smoking cigarettes. It's an addiction. I prepared a chicken breast for him. He asked me, did you remove the fat? And I said no. But his mom actually had removed the fat, and he just broke down and refused to eat it. As I'm sitting there watching him throw this chicken breast aside, now there's other people that would love to eat that. I actually told him, I said, look, the doctor already told you if you lose weight again, you're going in the hospital. So tell me, uh, Eric, how do you feel about being here today? Uh, I'm just, you know, happy I can finally tell my story and kind of give other kids who may be going through this problem, you know, an idea of it, how much it can really hurt you and, uh, you know, that it's not worth any of it. So do what you just said. Tell your story. How, how do you explain this situation in your own words? Um, well, my situation, uh, you know, it's just an obsession that got out of hand and now I can't stop. And it's just unbelievable how, you know, how tough these thoughts are to, you know, get past. Here's what I want to know. I want to know how good you are at this. Because you, you, are you okay when we, everybody refers to this as a disorder? You discover it to yourself as a problem. You recognize this isn't healthy. Yeah, I realize that now. So logically, intellectually, you can say, I know this isn't right, I know it isn't healthy, but you, you can't stop, you can't I, control it. Exactly. I, you know, I have two different sides, you know. I have the one side that knows that, you know, what I'm doing isn't right and I'm hurting myself. And then I have the other side that just kind of takes over and it, you know, it tells me that, okay, don't eat that, you know. You don't need to do that. The doctors don't know what they're talking about. You know, we, and, we always think about good and evil, you know, the angel on one shoulder and the bad guy on the other shoulder, the devil on the other. Do you have that debate within yourself? I mean, does your intellect, your logic say, this is not healthy, but then another part of you says, don't eat it? Yes, about all of it, everything. That goes on all the time? All the time, every okay. day. Okay. Ken, from the dad point of view, do you get that this has become involuntary with him? Because I, I know I, I've met with so many parents that deal with eating disorders, young, old, male, female, that a part of them says, just get over it and eat. In the beginning, I, I really felt strongly that, you know, the only person that's going to cure you from this, this disorder that you have is yourself. And the only person that can change anything is you and your mind. Um, you know, I, I've told them over and over again, with faith, you can, you can do anything. And Mom, what do you think? I think we did in the beginning not really understand how much he couldn't help what he was doing. But with going to the doctors and nutritionists and therapists, it became very clear that he fights this battle every day in his head and he cannot help what he does. And I have to remind myself of that all the time. 
you have to exercise every day, sometimes even at midnight. Yeah. You're obsessed with that. You yeah. run four or five miles a day? Uh, I used to. Like you said, you ate a piece of cheese and it just sent you over the top. Talk to me about what you said to yourself when that happened. Oh, uh, I just, you know, I said to myself, it's, you know, it only happened once, it's not going to kill you, but then those thoughts came around and told me, you know, I cannot believe you just did that. You better do something to fix it right now. Okay, and if you didn't, then what? You didn't do something to fix this, this event of eating some fatty cheese. What happens? Well, that was the thing. It was, you know, a sense of not knowing, and that was a problem uh, because, you know, I kind of have to be in control of what happens to me, and when I don't know, that's when I get scared. Uh -huh. You see, I have to tell you, I've always struggled with labels. I have a hard time putting labels on people. That just bothers me. And, and I, I'm not sure that any eating disorder that anybody has is really an eating disorder. I think that's just a subcategory of obsession and compulsion and anxiety. That's just, that's the symptom by which it expresses. You know, some people have panic attacks. Some people have eating disorders. Some people are ritualistic in their behaviors. Other people have eating disorders. But it kind of all comes from one thing. What, what do you think is your driver? This is what I meant when I said I want to see how good you are at this eating disorder. What's your driver? What pushes you? You don't do anything over and over if it doesn't serve a purpose. What purpose does this serve for you? I had the idea that it served the purpose to keep me healthy, to make me look good. What do you think about the picture on the left here? Um, that's actually kind of hard to look at for me. Why? I just see, you know, rolls on my stomach. Yeah. Uh, and my face just looks so big. Uh-huh. And, and what do you see on the right uh, besides a really cool hairdo? <laughs> I, I, like the, I like the hairdo. But other than that, what do you see on the right? I see the muscles that, you know, I kind of was driving at, you know, what I wanted to look like. Um, okay. Um, on the picture on the left, describe the facial expression for me. It's a smile. It looks happy. This is a kid that looks really happy. Okay. All right, look at camera three right now, which is right here. This, you see that? Look right at that. All right, give me that image. It doesn't look as happy. Pardon me? It doesn't look as happy. So maybe this isn't working. I mean, maybe the payoff isn't there the way you, you think. Because it's serving a purpose. You're, it's, it's giving you what you say you want. Mm -hmm. But are you happy? I guess really no. Are you lonely? Yeah, I mean, I have kind of been a little bit alienated from my friends. You don't even eat lunch with your friends, right? No, I eat uh, my lunch with the guidance counselor. Do you ever get hungry? Do you ever just wake up and you're just famished? There have been times, you know, I have woken up and been hungry, but I just kind of tell myself, no, you're not. And I don't know. Yeah. A lot of women would like to learn how to, <laughs> how to do that. Am I right? Yeah. Um, but so it's all a matter of degree, though, right? Yeah. I mean, and I really want you to look at this from a different perspective while you're here today. And the biggest thing you got going for you 
is you got a really loving family, yeah, really right. supportive family, and you are really smart. Thanks. Right? I mean, seriously. What's more, Eric has the courage to be here. I mean, just the courage to face this and come out knowing that it may result in this being taken away from him, that his access to the obsession, that his ability to immerse in this disorder could be taken away from him. You can't imagine how brave and courageous this young man is for being here. Now, Eric says fighting this eating disorder has just been a living hell that's made the kitchen a complete battleground. We'll be right back. Everything has to be prepared exactly the way he wants it. He eats egg whites, and I have to crack the egg and kind of joggle the yolk back and forth and get all the egg white out. But if that egg yolk breaks a little bit and he sees a little bit of yellow in there, I can throw it away. I get so scared of food that I've throwing a tantrum almost like a little kid. Well, hold on, can I just like... No, you need to look at the kitchen, honey, that's the rule. All right, well, can what? you um, cook the hash browns on the pan like you do? He may go slam the microwave door or slam the cupboards or, or punch something. I just freak out so much that I have a punching bag, punch it until my knuckles bleed. Well, here's a shocker for you, moms and dads. 80% of all 13-year-old children in this country have already tried to lose weight. They've already gone on a diet. 80% by the age 13. Now, for 15-year-old Eric, who's been fighting an eating disorder for three years, his fight against fat has become an obsession, complete with a full-on tantrum at mealtimes if he doesn't get what he wants. But he's not the only one that's frustrated in this kitchen. I'm real nervous and anxious when it comes to food preparation. Before I'd even put the food anywhere close to my mouth, I'd have to know the numbers on the nutrition label. Is the fat cut off of it? The benefits of the food? If it's even cooked on the same pan as something else that I wouldn't normally eat, uh, then I won't eat it. We had to use different utensils. Nothing could touch anything else. He had to have his own drawers and shelves in the refrigerator that's just Eric's food. Everybody else is eating what's there at the table, but we're, we're doing all this special stuff for one person, which is frustrating. Just to sit down and go through what Eric's going to eat for a day, it takes writing his menu, looking at the calories. It'll take a half hour, 45 minutes just to prepare the food. Everything has to be prepared exactly the way he wants it. He eats egg whites, and I have to crack the egg and kind of joggle the yolk back and forth and get all the egg white out. But if that egg yolk breaks a little bit and he sees a little bit of yellow in there, I have to throw it away. So we end up throwing away a lot of things if I do it wrong. It's a lot of pressure when you're the cook, believe me. It's not fun. This is hurting you. Well, it's just hard. It's, it's frustrating to have other children in the house that we, you know, make them eat whatever we put in front of them. We all eat the same thing and then, and then to have to treat him differently. But I've certainly learned over the last three years that it, I have to choose my battles. I mean, it's, it's harder to argue with him about food preparation every single night than to just do what he... Okay, but you, you have become absorbed into the obsession. You, you, right. You're part of it, right? Yeah, I'm not acting the way I know I should. You know, I'm giving in to these different things that he needs to have. But Why? Oh, probably just out of sheer frustration. Okay, to not but be I, just fighting throw, I mean, to throw a buzzword on you, you know that's enabling. Mm -hmm. you're, 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 a, you're allowing his obsession to dominate the home. 
and, and trust me, if you're going to draw a line in the sand and stop this, it's better today than tomorrow. It's better yesterday than today. I mean, there's a point at which you have to decide, I'm, I'm not going to be controlled by this. So you get a speck of a yoke or you use a utensil that had some fat on it from something else, unacceptable to you, right? Yeah. Okay, so we got the tail wagging the dog here. You're, you're caving to that, and, and my question is, is why? I'm the one who sees him when he falls apart, too. Mm -hmm. And when he's, you know, crying and so distressed, and it, sometimes I just want to avoid that. It's not the right thing to do, but I don't know what else to do. The other issue I think she has with it is, is the simple fact that if he doesn't want to eat it, he'll find other ways to take care of that issue. So what we found is, you know, we went from a diet of, of probably 1,000 calories or less a day to where the doctors were pumping in, you know, 250 extra calories every other day. So eventually we got to where it was... was Almost 3,400 yeah, calories 3,400 calories. And what we found out was he was eating that 1,000 still and throwing the other calories away. So he, you know... And then if he'd go, any chance he had to work out or exercise or anything else, it just became that, that when it got to a certain point, he would break and revert back to the cheating. But, but do you get what I'm saying? You, what, what you're saying makes no sense at one level and total sense at another level. It gets to the point where you just have no more resources to fight with, to, to resist with. You, you see the breakdowns. You, and you become abusive when you get... Agitated, yeah, I, right? I really do. I just you, you become abusive in your language. You, I mean, he just becomes impossible to be around, right? Mm -hmm. And you've taken all that you can take. And it's, you know, I've said it before. It's kind of like if somebody in the family gets cancer, the whole family has cancer. I mean, it affects everybody in some way. And when this exists, it affects your whole family, does it not? It definitely does. And we're going to talk about all the ways that that happens and what to do about this. I mean, because there are answers to this. Uh, things really hit rock bottom when Eric was banned from the one thing he truly loves, which is exercise. We'll be right back. What were you doing in the basement just now? Or what are you doing up in your bedroom? Or why did you take a, such a long shower? Were you doing sit-ups? I used to wonder who could take a shower for that long. Don't let your antenna TV become just a box. Upgrade it with this digital converter by February 2009 or it will not work. Call this number or visit this website. Don't let your TV become just a box. found ways to sneak around the house, do push-ups, sit-ups here and there. Started out small and eventually progressed to thousands. One time I did 1,500 sit-ups and 400 push-ups. I would like my body to be nothing but muscle, but not so big that I'm like a caveman and I get stuck walking in between doorways. Well, today we're talking to 15-year-old Eric and his parents who say he is so obsessed with his body that he's developed an eating disorder. Now, getting Eric to eat has been a huge challenge in itself, but his parents, Becky and Ken, say getting him to stop working out has been near impossible. Eric has told me so many lies, whether it comes to me asking him flat out, you know, 
what were you doing in the basement just now or what are you doing up in your bedroom or why did you take a such a long shower were you doing sit-ups i went upstairs and the door was locked in my parents room it sounded like he was moving around and doing something and i just thought i should just look under the door he's down there doing crunches and sit-ups there'd be times where i'd be in the shower for like a half hour I used to wonder, who could take a shower for that long? What he had been doing was going in there and he'd get the heat up as hot as it could possibly be so he could sweat out and then he would exercise in the bathroom. Got to the point where in the ceiling the tape from the drywall and stuff was starting to peel because it was so hot in there. Okay, and you understand this is one of the things that's characteristic of this kind of eating disorder in males versus females. I mean, females it's all about weight. Males, it's about their shape, their body image, the musculature, I mean, all of those things, which is why there's such an exercise component to this, right? Yeah. You want to see the definition. Yeah, I mean, that was the main thing in all of this was, you know, being muscular and not so much worrying about the number I saw when I stepped on the scale. Right. How much do you weigh now? Um, you know, I really don't know a number for sure because uh, when I go to my doctor appointments, it's uh, blind yeah. weigh-ins. Yeah, and see, a, a female with anorexia could tell you to the tenth of an ounce what they weigh and that's how this differs is one of the ways that it differs but now do, do you agree with me Becky that this affects the whole family oh it definitely and you know it affects oh, you yeah. what happened between this kid and this kid what I mean it's three years ago what flipped the switch why just all of a sudden you went from that happy smiling I can't even say chubby kid on the left just normal to the, the guy on the right. What happened? Why? What triggered it? So many different things to it. There was the, uh, you know, the competitiveness, uh, the, you know, once I started working out and I realized that um, I, it kind of felt good, you know, to start out with, but that's because, uh, you know, I was healthier then. Um, have you been obsessed about other things in your life? Oh, I've been obsessed about a lot of things. Uh, Schoolwork, you know, I just try my best. And, you know, in many things that I do, I strive to be the best. Um, I guess that's just, you know, how I'm wired. Yeah. And you understand that means you just have to change your definition of success. Because if you're saying, I want to be perfect, you know that's not perfect. It's more of a sense of extremes, I guess. Um, you know, I look at the left and then I look at the right and uh, it's just two different ends of the spectrum completely. Does it feel superficial to you? Um, I, I mean, because you could be caring about the homeless. You could be caring about children that don't have parents. You could be caring about a, a whole lot of different things that would have a different feel and characteristic than how much body fat you've got. Yeah, I mean... I do look at it and I say this is really, you know, selfish just because there are people out there who would love to eat that food that I'm afraid to eat and the food that I'm refusing to eat. Yeah. And, you know. Is it possible there's more to you than that? Just more to you than your percent of body fat? That you have more to give? You have another passion that could impact this world in a really constructive way? Oh, yeah, that, that hits me all the time. I know there's something I could be doing better with my time that would definitely benefit. So if you took people. all that energy and you put it into something really constructive, you could really have an impact in this world. Yeah, I mean, I would love to get involved and, you know, help, you know, volunteer. Coming up, what's really going to have to happen to give his mother some relief in the kitchen?
not spending near as much time as I should with my youngest son Scott on his homework and doing athletic things with him because I can't leave Eric alone. I spend a lot of time trying to explain to Scott that this is just the way it has to be for now and he's done a pretty good job of accepting that but there's a lot of guilt on my part knowing that I'm probably neglecting him. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This eating disorder is going on for so long, the progress is so slow. I know that he's gonna get better, but I want it to happen soon enough for him to be able to go away to college. It's just taken a lot longer than I thought it would. Well, we've been talking about eating disorders in boys today, not girls, but boys. 15-year-old Eric and his parents, Becky and Ken, are here talking about their ongoing battle uh, that has continued for a long, long time here, three years at a minimum. Eating disorders take a toll on the entire family. Now, we've talked about the worries and frustrations that Eric and his parents have endured, but Eric also has two brothers, 12-year-old Scott and 18-year-old Brad. Here's what they have to say. My brother Scott and me, we're looking at our brother doing this to us, and it's extremely frustrating for us. Eric's changed over the years. At first, it was just little things like he was exercising a lot, but then it kind of was really starting to control him. If I were to say something to him, he would blow up a lot more than usual, which is weird because, you know, it was all good-hearted and fun. You could tell he was just kind of slowly becoming less Eric. The worst part about this is not being able to hang out with him and do the things that we used to be able to do all the time. We just used to, like, go around the ground, just kind of mess around for the fun of it, but now he's really mad and takes his anger out a lot. That's just because he's in bad moods because of what he's eating. I just look for the day when Eric's free of all this and, you know, we can just joke around and things won't be so serious. You want your life back? Oh, definitely. Your friends and just having fun and just yeah. being 15? Yeah. I mean, you, you really want that. Yeah, I miss all of it. Yeah. And uh, maybe it's just me, but don't y'all like this kid? I mean, this is a nice kid. I mean, seriously. This is... This, 
this is a nice family. I mean, it's a nice kid, and your other kids are nice kids. I mean, y'all have done a great job. And, but this is out of control, and you recognize that. And I, I, I want to introduce somebody. Joining us today from Rogers Memorial Hospital Eating Disorder Center is Medical Director Dr. Ted Weltzine. Now, Doc, you, you've seen this many, many times, although you're one of the only treatment centers in the country that deals with males. That's correct. I mean, we, we uh, have been specializing in treating people very much like Eric uh, for many years, and this is a very familiar story. What do you, what do you hear him saying that uh, becomes a, 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 a hook, a lever to start working on this? Well, I think uh, the first thing I, I would just say to everybody is I think probably people have done as much as they can right, and yet things still aren't working. And I think uh, the, the one thing that really is most important is that uh, this needs to be changed as soon as possible in terms of reversing the malnutrition, in terms of making progress. And I think, and I think giving Eric hope uh, I think is, is probably the most important thing to, to give him the hope that he sees that he can start making changes. Yeah, because you see young men his age get better, get this under control, and move on with their lives, true? That's correct. And, and so this does happen. I mean, do you get this? I know it may seem like a really long tunnel right now, but it, it does happen. Now, Rogers Memorial Hospital is a not-for-profit affordable and trusted eating disorder center. I mean, they, this is, they're a treatment provider in this very specialized area. And they were the nation's first treatment center to offer residential treatment specifically tailored to males. Now, families and doctors turned to Rogers Memorial for eating disorder treatment for its proven history of recovery for children. That's important, recovery for children, adolescents, and adults. Now, let me explain what I think here and what we've talked to Dr. Weltstein about. They have offered to do a full evaluation and treatment as needed for Eric. And let me tell you, these guys are the best of the best. And this is a, a situation where they are willing to step up and help you help yourself get control of this situation. Now that may involve residential treatment, which means you may need to, to go there and stay there, it, th but there will be an evaluation done to really find out what all is going on here. But you can do this, Eric. This is something that you can do. You can get your life back. You can get your health back. You can start being a fun teenager and you can be rebellious and drive the car too fast and <laughs> and skip a test and cram for it the night before and do all the things that teenagers do, at least mine did. Um, I mean, and isn't that what you want to do? Exactly what I want to do. And, and you know that there is hope here. I mean, Dr. Welsing says there's got, to be, there's got to be hope here. I mean, Mom, Dad, do you hear what we're saying? Yeah. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Will you accept this, this incredibly generous offer from this cutting-edge treatment facility? That'd be outstanding. That'd be outstanding. Tell me what you're thinking, Becky. It would be wonderful. He needs it. He knows it. Yes, okay. we would accept it. All right. Well, we're going to hear more from Dr. Weltzine when we come back, and we're going to add another story to this. 
We're going to talk to a health and physical education teacher who can't follow his own good advice. We'll be right back. In the last two or three years, I've lost approximately 40 or 45 pounds. If I have my shirt off, I can see a lot of the bones in my back, and I know that that's way, way, way too thin. I'm a health teacher, and it's hard because I know that I'm not practicing what I preach. Closed captioning provided by... purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. Most men not only resist treatment for eating disorders, but they can also go undiagnosed for doctors when they do see them who aren't used to seeing male patients with these issues. And we're talking about boys so body-obsessed that they're putting their own lives at risk. 22-year-old Troy has not been diagnosed with a specific eating disorder, but he says his weight, exercise time, and calorie counting has taken over his life. He's 5'11". Troy once weighed in at a healthy 185. Today, he's a mere 138. I have an eating disorder. There are times when I eat very, very little. There's times when I eat normally and then I fast. I exercise way too much. I'm embarrassed because it's generally a female problem. In the last two or three years, I've lost approximately 40 or 45 pounds. Usually when I see pictures, I can tell definitely up in here and through my face that I've lost a lot of weight. If I have my shirt off, I can see a lot of the bones in my back and I know that that's way, way, way too thin. It started out really innocent, you know, just changing certain habits to get healthy and it's just gotten out of control. My push-ups and my leg raises and my run, every day that is what makes up my workout and I do that every day, sometimes twice a day. I'm a health teacher and it's, it's hard because I know that I'm not practicing what I preach. I typically eat one to two meals a day, if that, and even those meals are getting smaller and smaller. I'm constantly cold. Um, I walk around my home in a sweatshirt, a couple of shirts on, a couple pairs of, of sweatpants. I am scared for my life sometimes. My family is, is very worried about losing me. Okay, um, you're a gym teacher. You, you teach right. physical education and everything that goes along with it. That's right. But you don't practice what you preach. And not anymore. Not anymore. What happened? Why, how did you, as you were saying, you're weighing in at 185, very healthy, very muscular, very vibrant looking. Right. What flipped the switch for you? You know, I can't necessarily pick out a specific trigger, but like I said, it started out very innocent, um, making small changes just to become a healthier individual. And... Um, in that time, it's just gotten out of control. And well, you've been sitting in the front row here listening to us talk with Eric. What, what do you hear? It's like listening to my own story uh, replayed back to me. Um, it's just a big eye-opener to know that someone so young is you know, going through the exact same thing I am. And how old are you? I'm 22. You're 22. So seven years later, you can be in exactly the place you're in now. If, 
Do you get that? You don't if you yeah. don't deal with this. Yeah, I understand. And this dominates your life at this point. That's correct. Um, going through four years of, you know, secondary education, learning about every health aspect that I need to to teach. Um, it's very hard. I know in my heart what's right and what's wrong, but my mind plays a totally different game. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk to both of these guys and Dr. Weltsine when we come back. And the most important things that you can do when you're battling an eating disorder. Lots to do in the next segment. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by... 80% of us don't get enough calcium from food. Our bodies can steal it from our bones. Give yourself some TLC, Tender Loving Caltrain, and give TLC to somebody you love. Travel consideration provided by... Don't let ankle, knee, or wrist problems slow you down. Try Wellgate. Finally, support's made for a woman's body. Get moving and stay moving with Wellgate for Women. shows in front of a live audience and we have a great time here don't we everybody so if you want to be in the dr phil audience go to drphil.com and click on be in the audience or call 323-461-PHIL 323-461-7445 after Thanksgiving, my meal consisted of fruits, vegetables, half of a bun, um, one or two mini slices of turkey, and a bite of stuffing. I way over ate last night, and now the guilt and anxiety this morning is very high. I'm really thinking about the salt content that I ate yesterday. It's probably going to force me just to not eat hardly anything. If I do, it'll be a very minuscule amount. Well, the stigma attached to eating disorders is profound at best for women, but it's even more so for men because it's basically seen as a women's issue. Now, that causes men to be more reluctant to go seek help, and they wait later into the game before they do, which is another negative effect. Now, Troy says he's not only embarrassed about his potential eating disorder. As a, as a phys ed teacher, he also fails to follow the health and fitness advice that he so effectively gives to his own students. And the truth is, you are a really good teacher. I mean, everything we can learn, you're really good, you're respected by your students, but you know you're not doing what you say. That's right. You sat there the whole time listening to us talk to Eric. You'd agree with me, he is a very brave and intelligent young man, true? That's very true. Save him seven years. What would you say to him that you wish somebody had said to you a long time ago? Um, Use your life right now. Talk, look him in the eye and talk to him. I would definitely say that you should take every opportunity to get this problem under control. And um, it's just, it's a tough road ahead, but I would seek out every opportunity you can to make it better. Do you hear that hitting your ears as well? At the same time, yeah, it's just tough. Um, Dr. Welsing, what's the difference between 15 and 22 here in terms of the approaches? Well, I think the, the, the main difference between Eric and Troy in terms of where they're at in their life is recognizing for Troy just how lonely in existence this eating disorder is and really trying to use that as motivation 
uh, for making the changes that are going to be really difficult to make. What are you missing? Uh, I miss the time and I guess the energy that I put into family and friends. Uh, they definitely take a back seat to my obsession and um, I really, really, really want that to change, get my life back. Because it gets pretty alone. Yeah, it's, my life is completely different now. I used to be so outgoing and one of those guys that you could find in the crowd, the fun-loving guy that, you know, just enjoyed life and I'm not that way anymore and I, I don't like who I am. And you have no insight, no sense as to how this spun out of control. I honestly, it's, it started out innocent, just making a few changes and um, it's just, I honestly feel it's just a way to control everything and um, for whatever reason I feel like I'm out of control, that's why I'm doing it. Well you heard the things that I had to say about um, Rogers Memorial Eating Disorder Center. Correct. Um, these guys specialize in this and they know what they're doing and they have made the same offer with regard to you that they have made with regard to Eric. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Is that something you're willing to grab onto and do whatever it takes? Yes. Because you have to understand, and uh, Becky, Ken, there's a point at which it's beyond what mom and dad can do. I mean, Doc, would you agree with it? It gets to a point where it takes another level of expertise and professionalism to deal with it. This is a very difficult illness, but it's, it's one that can be treated. Yeah. But it, it takes professionals to do it. You're in over your head, Mom. You, you can't take this much longer. It's, it's driving you crazy. And it, you've got to have some, some skill sets that, that you just don't have. You're in over your head in handling this. You know okay. you are. And this is going to get worse before it gets better if you don't do something about it. That's my biggest fear. Are you willing to accept the help that's being offered? Yes. It's not easy. Okay. We'll be right back. For much more information on today's show, please visit DrPhil.com where we have everything you need to know to parent your child. I'd really like to thank Dr. Ted Welsine from the Rogers Memorial Hospital Eating Disorder Center for being here today. And we're going to put a link up uh, to that center uh, so all of you can go there. Just go to DrPhil.com, click on the link there and learn everything you can about this really cutting-edge center. And, and Dr. Welsing, this is something that does turn around. I mean, that's the message I want people to understand. This does get better with help, right? Absolutely. And I think you have to see, I mean, people with an eating disorder have not experienced recovery. The professionals working with them know uh, what it takes. It's a long, hard road, but it does happen. And it's doable. It's very doable. And, and you didn't hear me say to either one of you guys that this is easy just that it's doable with hard work and a willingness to be open, then this is, this is doable. So we're going to track this, and, and uh, I want to see a lot more of both of you when you come back here, okay? <laughs> All right. I really want to thank Eric, Becky, and Ken, and, and Troy for having the courage to come and share their, their personal stories, and we'll keep you updated on them.
And thanks to everyone at Rogers Memorial Hospital Eating Disorder Center. They're in Wisconsin, and thanks so much for agreeing to help these two really fine young men. Appreciate y'all being here today. So long. I'd really like to thank Dr. Ted Welsing from the Rogers Memorial Hospital Eating Disorder Center for being here today. And we're gonna put a link up uh, to that center uh, so all of you can go there. Just go to drphil.com, click on the link there and learn everything you can ab about this really cutting edge center. And, and Dr. Welsing, this is something that does turn around. I mean, that's the message I want people to understand. This does get better with help, right? Absolutely, and I think you have to see, I mean, people with an eating disorder have not experienced recovery. The professionals working with them know uh, what it takes. It's a long, hard road, but it does happen. And it's doable. It's very doable. And, and you didn't hear me say to either one of you guys that this is easy just that it's doable with hard work and a willingness to be open, then this is, this is doable. So we're gonna track this and, and uh, I wanna see a lot more of both of you when you come back here, okay? <laughs> All right, I really wanna thank Eric, Becky and Ken and, and Troy for having the courage to come and share their, their personal stories and we'll keep you updated on them. And thanks to everyone at Rogers Memorial Hospital Eating Disorder Center they're in Wisconsin, and thanks so much for agreeing to help these two really fine young men. Appreciate y'all being here today. So long.